Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. I'm honored to be back on Zoom with Constance Scheuer. Sawyer. I just said it. I'm like, ah, I look at the spelling of that. I'm like, no. Can you say your name uh, for us so that we get it memorized in our head? Well, uh, it's Sawyer. Sawyer, uh, like an oh my. And, uh, okay. it's, it doesn't even phonetically, you know, uh, come out like it looks on paper. So, it's been mispronounced since birth. I'm not sensitive to. You that. must have to correct everybody every time. Uh, you know what happened to me when I was in uh, med, um, you know, in uh, college, they would come to my name and they would go, hmm, Constance. <laughs> <laughs> and they just didn't even try, you know? Anyway, yeah. And you so, can't assume you could figure that out by phonetic. You, we'd, it'd be way off if you did it phonetically. It looks well, like she or yeah, well, and, and you know the professors just in in college just uh, didn't you want to try, and they knew that there was probably only one Constance in the room. So, <laughs> yeah. if if your name was Susan, that would have been a harder, a harder yeah, thing. Exactly. So Constance, yeah. we did an interview. Okay, so COVID started hitting in March 2020, and then I think I think I have to look back when our first interview was of when you had been posting that you had contacted COVID, and then then all the things that happened to your body. So mm-hmm. when when did you actually get COVID and end up in the hospital? I'm trying to get there um, timeline. Uh, August 7th of 2020, rushed okay. to the hospital, not expected to live. Wow. I was yeah. in IC, ICU for three weeks and uh, couldn't talk uh, or like open my mouth or my eyes. Um, all I could hear, I, um, I was told I needed a blood transfusion. Was that okay? And uh, all I could do was nod my head. But I, I, I couldn't respond any other way, not even with the finger. So I've heard part of your journey and I see what you post. And then we've done an interview about that. And then we did a circle back, which I actually put on the regular one. So people could hear, you know, cause it's, it was such a huge thing in the beginning when we've heard about COVID that maybe people that we might die, the people we know might die and not knowing what was going on. And, but it always, it felt like I didn't know anybody in my own circle until you, and I hadn't met you yet until I reached out. And then to find out, you know, we lost Peter Stanford from COVID maybe a year after that. So then it just felt different when it's in your circle than when it's somewhere out there and the statistics are just massive numbers that it's hard to wrap your head around. So I know hearing your story made it feel personal and more, um, yeah, just the heartbreak of knowing, you know, if it's, if anybody lost the use of their legs, it's sad that it just somehow hits home differently when it's a dancer, especially looking at your pictures of you and ballet with your leg right up next to your ear. And, you know, your dancing days where our legs are why we got hired is the they're right. long and uh, the, the shape of it, but also the, the strength yeah. and the ability and the ability to kick high and <laughs> be elegant. So yeah. I don't know, that just hits different to hear of, of a dancer losing, not just to dance, but even to walk and do the things that you loved in life before. So this is, this went on for a long, long time. So I'm kind of doing a recap. Because you mm-hmm. had your surgery. I think that they, I don't know, they didn't think they could do anything for you or you had a few. Well, like you, I, you I were telling me early they some things they were trying. Of, uh, the first try, um, I, I have what's called polyradiculopathy. And that was diagnosed after maybe, oh, six months of the best neurologists at the University of Minnesota. And, um, the, the one that diagnosed us is from Athens, Greece, and and all of them are. They're, they're not even Americans. They're just they're just geniuses, and they teach in the school as well. So um, he just said, well, then let's send you upstairs to 
um, uh, Dr. Salia. And um, so I went there in like January of that next year. And, um, and, she, and she said, well, we'll do Botox to your calves to see if we can uh, make them, you know, rel relax and, and uh, you know, do whatever correctly, like have you walk again. So I, I was uh, injected many times in both cabs with Botox, which I never thought it was used beyond your face. So here I am having Botox in my cabs. And um, uh, unfortunately, that didn't work at all. So then I went back to that uh, other neurologist and he said, well, now we go to surgery. We, we tried something, you know, uh, less invasive. So we go to the surgeon. So I waited about six months for that appointment because he's, he's the best sought after. And, um, and he is from Spain, just like the other surgeon. She was from Iran, but he's from Spain and did his, uh, he was amazing, a man of few words, both at your feet. And then schedules you. That's about the extent of our conversation. There was none. You know, he doesn't speak, but he, but he's amazing. So I got scheduled for November twenty third of last year, and I went in, and it, they said same day surgery, and I was told it wasn't going to be that way, but it turned out that way, and they told me to um, call. 911 when I got home and have them put me in my bed. I said, you've got to be kidding me. You should call to call 911 and, and have them put me in my bed. And I go home and, you know, and no, nobody, nobody's there. They go, no, we, we don't do that. You just go home. And I go, but, but I just had surgery and, you know, it was foot and both uh, bilateral foot and ankle surgery. Um, and they, what they did was they cut open my uh, feet and they, uh, they pulled the, the Achilles and all the tendons down so that they were long again. I guess COVID had shortened them to like nothing. That's why I couldn't walk. And mm. so they, they said, now you lay in bed for three months. I said, what? Three months? They go, no, you can't get up. You can't put any weight on these feet, nothing. You got it. And then, and then I had to wear these funky boots that were, that looked like I was going to war. That mm. they're called cam boots and then they look like that. Um, and, um, and I was, had to wear those and it was, it, it was painful. But the worst part was laying in bed for three months straight. Um, then finally, you know, I, I went in for a couple of follow-ups uh, and then he looked and he goes, okay, come back in a month, came back in a month. And he goes, okay, now you, now you can walk. And I go, oh, I can walk. Can I? Uh, yes. So then my uh, physical therapist who's been with me for, oh, quite some time, um, we started to uh, try to, well, it's still really the nerves behind my um heels are really really uh, not not healed yet so we have to put like like lidocaine prilocaine numbing cream on them and and then socks and then you know shoes and and um just really try to uh make it less painful than it really is because you know the first steps were like Oh, are you kidding me? Uh, ow, you know. So, um, just uh, doing maybe five five feet, which I did this week, which was um, huge. My physical therapist was like, "Wow, I, I can't believe it." And then I, I asked him, I said, "Have you ever worked with a dancer before?" And he goes, "Never in my life have I ever seen anyone." do what you do he goes i have never worked with a dancer and you know i work with you know normal people like 
John Q. Public, I guess you would call them. Um, I, I don't know what, what to say about just people that have normal lives, but he said they can't do one-tenth of what you do. And he said, I, I, I am always like blown away. Every day that I leave here, I am blown away by what, what you do because mm -hmm. I, can, I, I, I don't ever see this. So and then that was Tuesday. Then it came to be Thursday this last week. And he said, well, what did you do today? And I go, well, let, let's see what we can do. And so we, um, you know, got the shoes and everything, the gear on and the, the, the walker to help me walk. And um, I walked, um, let's see, 15 feet. And then, and then another 25 feet. Well, I didn't know about the 25. Oh, wow. And so, you know, then you're really physically exhausted. Yeah. Are you um, wiped out for the whole day after that? Or does I, it I, take you know, its toll? I lay down and I, I, I don't remember going to sleep. To just, I just go not, I just go to sleep. Um, and then I wake up and it's eight o'clock at night. And, uh, you know, he comes like at, you know, different times but normally morning but sometimes afternoons it depends on the schedule um my schedule is 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 not not so much but except for this week i also had an mri and then um you know a surgeon appointment um um and uh and that was interesting he was uh, another amazing surgeon at the u and we were talking about uh, the pain in my left hip from, um, I think every dancer that I've known in ballet has had their hips replaced. And so my, I've got left, two. <laughs> my, my left hip is, is, is painful and I don't want it. I just want it. I just want a shot. I just want marking and lidocaine or a, a nerve block or whatever. So um, he said, well, let's have another MRI and see what it's doing here, what it looks like now. And he goes, oh, and you've got degenerative disc disease. Are you aware of that? I go, well, no, but um, I would imagine that most people that do what I've done for 41 years would have some, you know, things going on with um, how hard we uh, work our bodies. And there's not one dancer that I know, and we were dancing sixty hours a week at, at the MGM. I said, "No, I, I, I can't believe I ever danced that many hours in in a, in a week." Um, and because in the ballet world, it's so different, and you you uh, prepare, and then you might not even be dancing at night. You know, it just depends on who's being cast. And there's three casts, so it's very, very different than you are on every night, period. Mm -hmm. And you don't get a night off; you get one night off a week. And if you can get your fish that's washed, woohoo! You know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, you know, uh, they are all very encouraged by my um, my by my ability to just. Uh, well, as David would say, my PG blow him away, you know, mm. <laughs> and, um, you know, just uh, really, really try my very hardest to um, make myself walk because I refuse to stay the rest of my life in my in a bed. I want to be uh, with the world again. I want to see concerts. I want to hear music. I want to go to the symphony. I want to see dance companies come in i you know i i want to go to a restaurant I, I there's a lot of things uh the, or the art museums i miss a botticelli exhibit recently uh you know uh, there's just a, a ton of things in my town that are just really really beautiful and i've missed so much in three years time i, I know i've i've been in doctor's office you know, if it weren't once a week, it was twice or an MR or a machine, you know, an MRI or, you know, something, you know, uh, it's been um, a journey. 
I call it my journey and, and it's uh, been you know, the, the good, the bad, the, the ugly, and then the, the giant, you know, bucket of tears and, mm. and thinking that I was never going to walk again and saying, no, I will walk again. I think that a part of me um, that has made it a success is that I said I will walk again you know I'm not gonna get, let this get me I'm mm -hmm. I you know uh, the polyradiculopathy is is a uh, uh, part of, of a neurological damage to the lower extremities and it affects you from the knees down to your feet and ankles and you know when they started to work with my toes I, I I was screaming, just someone touching and trying to, you know, move my big toe. I thought I would die. You know, it was like, stop it. You know, I, I remember you said um, when you, you said the like in the Wizard of Oz, when the house lands on the witch and her toes curl, you that's how you describe what was happening with your feet. And that visual has stuck with me. So your feet was it? It was losing like they're atrophying or the nerves because the Achilles are short. I'm just me being a massage therapist too. I'm like analyzing like how muscles and the feet work. So that so your feet were actually like curling in because of the lack of muscle and all the bones is everything right able yeah, to be okay. repaired once they once you got uh, your Achilles length back. Well, my Achilles length um uh was was and there were other. Uh, ligaments and tendons involved as well. I don't know how many, and I really don't. I've never asked. Yeah. But um, you know, uh, the thing that I do know is that when they started to, uh, David started to work, just um, you know, working with my feet, with me sitting in in my bed and just you know working with the toes, moving mm -hmm. them. You know, uh, that was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, literally making me scream and tears run down my face because the pain was so bad, especially my big toes. It felt like he was breaking my toes. I mean, wow. because they, they had been that um, um, in one place for so long and not moved that when he was moving them, I felt like he was breaking the little bones in 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 the toes yeah and and you see as a dancer i've never injured my feet or my ankles ever i was one of those lucky ones that didn't um so i you know having this is like a brand new experience for me um you know feeling like the pain of of a maybe a a dance injury um, you know, I, but it was outrageously, um, unexpectedly painful. Uh, and I didn't expect that to happen. Was, were you in pain all day long or just when you put weight on it or when they touched it or was, were you like, I know oh, you've been pain, dealing with this for a long time. Was it, was there ever no pain or was it? I, um, well, they've, they've, um, changed me from, you know, uh, well, what is it like, like in intermittent or, you know, like uh, to a chronic pain because this is, because it doesn't go away. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know when it's going to go away, but I have pain every day of my life. Um, and the, the more that I walk, um, maybe someday it will go away. I'm praying that the nerves will heal, but we know that nerves don't heal quickly. It's a yeah. long, long process for them. So that's what's trying to heal. And, and that will take the longest time. So it may be one year um, of pain more. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I'm praying not, but I, I can't predict that and neither can they. Well, you had said before we recorded too, like you have to show progress to be able to still get this treatment because I don't know, it's just over, there's just overload on the medical system, but you have to show progression for them to keep working with you. Absolutely. 
Um, oh, that's um, a little bit of pressure. My my uh, PT, I asked him, I go, you know, it was my assessment, uh, you know, week. And, uh, you know, and then, then they have to, physical therapy has to uh, assess you, occupational therapy, and then nurse, the nurse as well. And so they all come and it's uh, like, a, uh, you know, uh, open and closed door in our house. And um, I, so I asked David, I go, now tell me, how, how do you, um, you know, figure out who gets kicked out? How, you know, what, what, what's the criteria? And so he says, well, if someone says, I'm not gonna try anything or even, even try, well, that's boom right away, no brainer. Mm -hmm. Then the next one is, well, I'm not, you know, I'll do a little, but you know, not that so much. And boom, that one goes. And there was like, it, it went up the line to like six, six different scenarios. And mine, he goes, you're not even near any of those people. He said, I've never seen anyone work as hard as you. And I said, well, that's because maybe I did work as hard as, you know, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. I mean, it makes makes the things that I've done before seem, you know, not so hard. You know, when you're dancing, you know, and your lungs get used to altitude and you're dancing 60 hours a week, and, you know, and doing extra shows for Yano's Corda and, and doing Nutcrackers in Reno. And, and you know, it just didn't seem like it, that was any big deal. Um, it, this is harder than, a, a, I'd say, 90% of the ballets that I've done, except for Taglioni and Potica. Now, that was really hard you know, to jump 20 minutes straight. But um, I don't know if the, if I could compare it to anything except for um, some of the numbers at the MGM, which were really uh, mind-boggling. I think Heatwave was one of them that was really, really strenuous, um, you know, really hard. Uh, I think there's just uh, a few things in life um that have i can compare it to um you know and uh and, and and but you never expect to be this sick this long and and when when people are writing in the newspaper here oh well i you know covid i just got it it was mild oh i was sick for a couple of days and uh, or a week or two and 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 just it was like a bad cold and i'm like you must be joking you know and i had um variant alpha and variant delta now variant delta is the one that almost killed the whole country of india uh, as as people might recall uh variant alpha was the first one that almost uh took out uh, a lot of the UK, um, you know? So, you know, when people and countries were locked down, it was for a reason, not to spread it, you know? And um, unfortunately, you know, I, I got it, you know? Um, and um, I, I've just never been so ill in my life. I, uh, I spent four months in the hospital the first time. The second time, I, I, it was about a month. Um, and they were about a year apart. So, you know, getting- What was your life I'm, like in between? Because I know you don't have family. You're not married, but you've got your friend who's been living there. So have you really been in bed except for doctor's appointments? Like you haven't been able to go anywhere or do anything. What is- what has your life been like? Well, um, I can tell you that I do love to read. Um, I do like uh, PBS. I like documentaries. Um, I like funny shows like Mad About You. Reminds me of my time in New York City. Um, uh, Two and a Half Men, I think is hysterical. Um, I, I, you know, things that make me have big laughs. 
Um, mm. And then there's things that uh, are documentary wise uh, that are very interesting. I've watched uh, on, on television, but then I also um, have, as my housemate would say, what in the world are you gonna do with all these darn books? Do you really want to read all of them? I go, I have read them. Look, I've got a degree in medieval and British Victorian literature. I, I, I have read them once upon a time and I would like to reread them since I've got nothing better to do. Yeah. Um, you know, so um, uh, yes, the, the time that I'm not um, at a doctor's office or a dental office or, you know, whatever, um, I am home and I am in bed and I cannot eat at a regular table um, because it doesn't happen that way because it was so uh, I, I wasn't I had to slide into a wheelchair even to get medical transport to the hospital um, and so we don't do that for me to eat so mm. I have to eat like um different things that are, are yeah, you, put, you put in a bowl and you don't spill on yourself. Um, mm. It's, it's, it's uh, one of the most humiliating um, life altering changes I've ever had in my, I, I, I don't think that I'll ever be the same and I don't know what my new normal is gonna be. I mm. do have, um, um, you know, people that I talk to about this, about what is going to be my new normal. I don't really know yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, they've had to figure so much out to how to even get you this far. Yeah. Just to be able to walk. And um, there's, there's, there are, are, you know, goals I had um, with medical things. Um, but then I wonder, well, I like to, I've already got a master's degree. So, but what, what good is all this do to you, you know, for you when you've been through two baccalaureates and a master's and why? I mean, you're, you're laying in bed and you're going, yeah, well, I, I'm a COVID survivor, uh, you know, mm. times two. Um, but it doesn't make it, you know, those degrees mean nothing when you're laying here and you can't get out of bed because you can't walk by yourself unless you've got your transfer belt on and your shoes and, and then the whole thing. Um, you know, you I can't walk anywhere in my house yet. Um, so that's gonna I don't know when that's gonna change but I hope soon um and I can't go to any art museums or things or anything I'm I've been invited to you know a, a big event in April April 28th with the symphony um because eight of my members family played in this orchestra and um so I am I am the one that represents them from the year 1909. So um, my dad was principal bass in the orchestra. My grandfather was concertmaster. So they, they held some pretty hefty positions here. And so I'm invited, but I don't really want to go in a wheelchair. Um, mm. But I think I, if I'm going to go, I'm going to have to and go on medical transport. Um, but I, I, I really just want to hear the music. You, it might you be good for your soul to be there, even if it's in a wheelchair, just to be around that would be well, you, part of I, your healing. Yeah, you hear the, uh, you go in your rehearsal first, and then you're invited to a luncheon, but I don't need the luncheon. I just want to hear the music. Mm -hmm. And there's a special place in the front of the hall where there's a space for a wheelchair. So, um, and I know so many people in the orchestra still that are not, that are of my generation or, or my dad's is gone. My dad's generation is gone, but, but there are other people that I do know that, that uh, are friends of mine. So um, I'd like to be able to see them and just know what, hear what they're playing. I hope mm. it's not pleasing to my ears. <laughs> oh my gosh. That sounds like it'd be beautiful to be just surrounded by music since you have been so isolated and just get to have that experience. 
it's so different alive the, yeah. the sound is so different than than um on tv or uh, or even on cd live music is just oh it, it's a marvelous thing to have and this city has a really beautiful orchestra and they have a lot of you know the guthrie is here and the institute of arts is here i mean we have so much beautiful things around you know uh and theater as well um mm -hmm. so you know i i've missed a lot of things that i have and and then you know the other thing that happens to you when you're this ill is that you realize that you you lose a lot of friends although you, i've gained a lot of friends mm -hmm. but you lose a lot of friends because they just don't know what to do or say or you know yeah. or or don't don't want to keep up with it or they get busy with their own lives as well because everyone has got their 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 uh situation we're all aging and that's that's a fact and so you know everybody has has their own issues and so i'm not going to negate the fact that you know somebody else doesn't feel well as as well as i do and and has their own issues um because we are aging and um that's just a fact and and i and i'm not going to hold it against anybody if they couldn't um you know keep up with me for a while um because of their own issues you know well you you remind me of something that was really difficult with my husband had had a paragliding accident and broke his back and was partially mm -hmm. paralyzed and was in chronic pain. And so mm -hmm. first it was getting off the pain med. It was like it threw our family into a state of chaos of when someone's over medicated, like just, he was not himself. And, and then he was in so much pain. And so first you have this, a lot of empathy and compassion, and then you get so tired. Mm -hmm. Because I remember taking him to the appointments and I just started, I would ask how he's doing it every day was in pain. And I realized that you get, you can get numb to it when mm -hmm. someone's in pain and sleeping in the same bed with you. And I remember going to a doctor's appointment with him and they asked like to describe his pain. And he said, my feet are like, I'm walking on broken glass. I could stab a knife into my leg and not feel it. Cause that's numb. He goes, my scrotum is on fire every day, all day long. And I feel like I have, I think you said like glass shards and spine. And I just started crying because I go, I had numbed out how much pain he was in because you just get exhausted or you just want it to get better. And when there's yeah. nothing that's making it better. So I, I just, it, it, I needed to have that told to me and see his pain differently. And it helped me get back to compassion again, because there is an exhaustion and it's really hard for the person who's in pain that doesn't want to burden anybody anymore. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to tell you, I'm not going to get better because you don't want to hear it or you're tired of hearing it. And it just, it's such a hard thing to do in a relationship with friends mm -hmm. and loved ones. And sometimes we need to hear like, how are you really? Cause I think you have mm -hmm. to feel like you have to make it better than it is. So people will stick around. I don't know if you felt that, but I know I experienced that to, to and then when I had my hip replacement, that was nowhere near the pain he had, or you had. But I mm -hmm. felt like I had a different level of compassion that I didn't have before. Cause being a dancer, like, I'll just walk it off. You know, we break things, we get better. And I think <laughs> having my own pain, I went, oh, this is awful. When I, you know, I had to have a walker or I had a cane to teach and I, but I, I don't have pain now. Thank God for the surgeries. But yeah, I think it softened me towards pain because I think people, I don't think they think they're going to get it, but if they, they just don't understand it they either will just like please tell me about everything else except for how much pain you're in yes it's it's very difficult to um describe uh, that my feet feel like two blocks of wood um you know um and when i'm walking um it is um incredibly uh it's like um my feet are on fire um so you know uh having them go at night they feel like blocks of wood and during the day when i'm walking with david um they feel like they're they're absolutely on fire and um and 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 then i have to like just um 
well, my 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 tante that I love so much from Germany that survived the Holocaust, she would just say, if you've got nothing good to say, then just zip it. You know, in other words, just, you know, um, yeah, or just try to deal with it or, you know, zip it to the point and, you know, so that you can carry on or do the best you can. My family also, because they were at the top of their game in music and, 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 and medicine, my mother and my father, um, they really expected the best from all of us, all of us sibs. Um, and um, so, you know, to me, I, I think I demand more of my, my own self um, because of my early training and my family's eat, eat it up, you will do better. You can mm. do better. You, you know, don't, don't complain. Um, just do it, you know. Um, and, but with this is a little different because the pain when I walk is like, owie, owie, oxen free, you know. Mm. <laughs> just go, oh, please, dear God, spare me. You what do know. you do, Constance, when you start to feel really down or like discouraged or is just more than you can handle? What do you what do you do um, for yourself? Well, I I lay down and I, I just be quiet and I mm -hmm. pray and I um say, please God, just take it away. You know, for a little while, could you just do me a favor? Um, mm -hmm. or I call an old friend if I can get a hold of anybody anymore. You know, it's it's difficult because people have their own lives. Um, or I I turn on uh I like the the um the uh, the um is a uh, TV show uh called House. Um, mm. and he's in it's in, it's in Princeton, New Jersey, and I dance in Princeton. And uh, and it's so familiar that that river, but um, I like him because he's so um, he's he's everything. He's he's hysterical to me because of my mother, and it's also um, he's brilliant. And then you know he's he's verbally abusive to his his residents, but for a reason to make them you know, really understand, you know, you know, diagnoses, prognoses, figure it out. Now go figure it out, you know? Mm. And like, I think that my family, I laugh at it because I think my family demanded the, the same amount of, of um, excellence from us as, uh, as musicians when we were young. And then as a dancer, when I got older, um, and so I, I think that I, I laugh at the show because it reminds me of so many things. And, and then I, you know, I can relate to, you know, someone saying that to me, you know, it, it could be uh, Danielle uh, or, or Balanchine or Jerome Robbins or Nem Geneva or, you know, anybody, any, the many of the teachers like my, my original teachers, Yanda Houses, who used to call us Junkoffs, you know, um, which is down head in German. Um, yeah. You know, it, it just because, you know, like, would you pay attention to to this? You know, you're not paying attention. Um, so I think that the way I was raised in my own family and the way we were trained as musicians, I started playing the piano when I was five with my grandfather. Um, and, um, you know, and all of my families, uh, they were all PhDs. So they certainly, you know, um, had education. But what, would they, but what they said to me was, the more education you, you get, you know, the dumber you feel. And <laughs> they said that they, they all felt like, being PhDs was nothing. They wanted to go on and get something higher, you know. Um, and oh. with me, I uh, I don't know. I I want to go back to school. Um, 
because here in Minnesota, it's free um, if you don't want the credit hours um, uh, for senior citizens. I hate to say that I'm a senior, but I am. Um, and um, But that's 55 in, in Minnesota. You're a senior, pretty young here, which I find odd, but true. Um, and then uh, I would like to be able to um, you know, do do some teaching, you know, ballet mm. teaching because you don't have to do everything. You could, like Edward Caton, one of the best teachers of mine, um, would de demonstrate with his hands and then have a class demonstrator, and and what he would just you know say what the combination was, and then you just did it. You didn't mm. have to know, have anyone tell you or show you, yeah. you, you, you knew what that meant. Um, you can still so, give corrections. You can still yeah, help the answers without having to do it. Well, yeah. I love the thought though that you're keeping your mind sharp because I think with depression, you could just, you know, let your mind rot while you're waiting that you've, you've been reading, you've been educating yourself. Just, I think keeping your brain as healthy as you can will help your recovery as well. Oh, I agree with that wholeheartedly. If I didn't have have dreams, you know, and say that I'm going to beat this, I'm going to get over it. And someday, you know, whatever it means, my future means as far as uh, how well am I going to recover? What does that mean? Well, it, it remains to be seen. But I'm going to try to recover to, to the best level that I can. Yeah. And, well, I've and been really inspired by your I want to say feisty it's like or it's a fight a feisty fight yeah um, and your attitude I, I'm just I know it's been a hard road and and like watching it and see it have some hope and then it goes backwards like that two steps forward three steps back of how exhausting that must be when you have something that seems like this thing's going to help and then it doesn't or you thought, you know at Christmas you were walking and then it kind of went backwards but then when you posted and I hadn't seen it that you were you walked 15 feet that's a that's a big deal yeah it is a big deal and it was shocking to my physical therapist he, he said I am blown away this is like incredible I mean how I I don't even know I said well have you ever worked with a dancer I said do you know what dancers do I said mm. do you have any idea how hard they work I said I can't six showers a week at the MGM, you know, two shows a night, six nights a week. You know, I, you know, I, I said, we worked our butts off. Plus we did, we did all the ballet shows too. We did nutcrackers, you know, I said, you know, I, I don't think I've ever worked harder in my life than I worked at the MGM, you know, the bluebells and, and, Beating Miss Bell and being hired by her, and then Jillian and Adrian and 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 I, Kirk Corian was there who owned the Western Jet. I mean, you know, this was a huge job that what that exhausted me. That job exhausted me. But you know, what I'm doing now is is like um, I would say quadruple that. You know, mm. um, with the walking. Yeah. You know. Just to have to get yourself moving. So there was a couple people that reached out when you did the GoFundMe. And I also want to thank everybody who did donate because we posted it a few times and there'd be some coming in. But there was somebody that reached out that said they also had some bad effects from COVID. I think there might have been two that that were reaching out to talk to you. I don't know if you ever connected with them. That, that I, I never they... got the message. Oh, really? No. Okay, I will try to connect you because some, someone was trying to find you and I said, she's on Facebook, here's her name. So maybe she didn't find you, but she had some complications from COVID that were, I don't think it was, I don't know if she's not walking, but they were pretty bad. And so she just, she donated for your GoFundMe and then she said she was wanting to know more about how you're doing or just to connect with you. So I will connect you because I think when people think they're the only ones, you know, it's like to know that somebody else is going through it and how they're finding their way might be a good. Whoops. My cat just knocked over. Oh, funny. He just, he just will like push, 
I don't know where that came from. Something just came flying down. Oh my God. (laughs) It's not an earthquake. It's the cat. Yeah, no, yeah. Really. Oh, I would love to work. I I think that um, you just have to just keep at it and never give up. My family motto was never give up. Yeah. Yeah, you come from some strong strong uh, lineage of hard workers so if you could you have someone videotape I don't know if you'd want to share that I think when this came out it would be it would be if it's only if it's okay to share a video of you walking because I think there's a lot of people that have seen your journey that would love to celebrate that well I I will have um I'll try to have it done in the next week or two um David will would have to be here behind me my therapist and, yeah, don't go um, doing anything crazy for video. <laughs> no, no, just walking. Um, yeah. And then you can see that, you know, this this is what came of that surgery. It was a success. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I'm grateful that that was a success. Um, and, and I'm grateful for my PT, uh, David, who says that I blow him away every time he comes mm. You know, wow. that makes you feel really good when, yeah. when, when someone who has that kind of training and knows what, you know, all the ligaments, tendons, everything else in your body um, to be that trained um, says that you blow them away. Well, that that really makes me feel good that I've that I've, you know, made him feel that way. You yeah. know, I mean, because I, I can't imagine blowing anyone away. <laughs> well, and how, how rare, like this, what happened with your nerves didn't, you know, a lot of people had very different things happen because of COVID, but yours is probably one that medical journals are going to be paying attention to for, it's just a very different case and prognosis and, you know, the different things they tried. It's you're, well, yeah, you're an inspiration. It, it, it was also the fact that, um, it took a ballerina's feet down, legs down. Yeah. You know, yeah. like in other words, it made me lose all sense of my um, my profession. Um, you know, what I'd done for my lifetime. Um, and and all, I, I, it was to me like unbelievable. And it, and that's where the massive amount of tears came out at one 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 time when I was in the in the um, medical center. Um, it was just a bucket of tears. It's um, not just the pain; it's the loss of no, your it's, it's dancer identity. Of, it's just you, you know you you've done it your whole life, and all of a sudden, someone some something takes it away. But then I but then I can say the same of other diseases as people get and then my mother was a nurse so um you know i i can understand that um other things would be equally as painful mm-hmm. um if not more you know um so i just felt like i was lucky that i survived i was yeah. blessed that i survived well, we're going to keep following your journey. And if you post things, like I think people hearing this to know that there is some forward movement and then to, to stay tuned and cheer you on and celebrate and even grieve with you. Cause I think it's, you know, it's a lonely place that you've been. Well, I think that it's been lovely to um, know you, Sherry, and, 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 uh, and sing my praises and, and hold my hand when I felt sad and, and and just know that um, once upon a time, there were two girls that um, you left the show and I pretty much took your place because, you know, only five came in my time in my time uh, and you 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 left. And so I probably took your your spot, you know, mm-hmm. you know, in other words, it's, it's so um, serendipitous. It's like. Well, but that is really what is it odd or is it and then then we end up you end up you know being my cheerleader for you know the coronavirus i i, I couldn't be more thankful to have you 
in my life and to be grateful for your following me and and then letting the world know that they're still alive. I'm still alive. You're still alive. I, I, still going. I'm oh. still going. I'm, I'm going to walk. I, I, you know, I, I hope it will be the, uh, the, it came. I, I can hardly wait to, to do some of the things that I haven't done. I haven't been to mass in, in years. Um, and it's, it's, it's Lent. It's almost Easter. Um, you know, I, I, mm. I just really miss a lot of things, you know, and, yeah. um, and so I, Thank you for um, being with me and and holding my hand this these three years, and mm. you've said nearly three years, Sherry. And thank you. Wow. Yeah. No, I'm so glad. I'm sorry that it was how I met you was because of. I mean, I would have found you to interview if it wouldn't been for COVID. But your story was was so intriguing and sad and and hopeful that I'm glad that that we connected this way. And in the book that I'm getting closer to getting this thing out we'll have your story in there to represent you know the different parts of where our lives went after being a Google, but that we are really connected through through that family yeah we are and you know what we were the best <laughs> you know what madam bluebell wouldn't have chosen us if we weren't talent you know yeah, yeah. you know she would have never put us on that stage because her name was behind our name, yeah. you know? It's and, a definite honor. Yes, and I still feel that honor. I wish mm-hmm. I had been able to go to Paris or to go to Vegas. But yeah. hopefully we'll do a reunion in a few more years when you can come, if it's, it's even with a cane or what, however. So yeah. the saying is, once a bluebell, always a bluebell. So even if you are not on the stage, even if you're not teaching, you're not dancing, even if you're laying down, you're still still and always will be a bluebell well thank you sherry thank Um, you constance we all send lots of love and um, i hope this story gives people some hope well i want to say alles gut in liebe which just means alles good in love in german that's a great way to end it yeah thank you constance thank you